Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> How is everybody today? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Good. Good. Yes, we've been preaching at the prayer and a few minutes got away from us. I apologize for that. It's just so good. We're just talking about the oil of God, the oil of the Lord flowing through our life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God, we just give you praise today. We thank you for those that have joined us. We thank you, God, that your presence is upon this line. We thank you for your faithful servants that meet us every week on the line. God, I just want to honor you today, and I want to give you this prayer. I just thank you, God, for speaking to our hearts and telling us to get on here, God, and to to teach and to preach to nations, God, and to hear from each other and to see how each one are, are doing in their lives. We thank you for the vision of Freedom Ministries prayer line is to go from nation to country to village. God, anyone that can pick up on this line. God, we thank you for your power, your anointing, your presence. We just welcome you now. I give you praise, God. I thank you, Jesus. I honor you today. I just want to lift you up. I worship you, Almighty God. You are perfect in all things. You are great, God. You're able to meet each need on this line. You're able to meet the need in our families and our extended families and our cousins and our husbands and our spouse. God, I just thank you. I give you praise. I magnify you. you. I thank you for the prayer warriors lifting on their face today for this line, God. I thank you that your anointing goes through the the airwaves, and I I just give you praise. I just honor you, God. I thank you for my mentors. I thank you for Dr. Clutzy. I thank you, God, for Dr. Mills. I thank you, Jesus, for Pastor D. Jones and Dr. Morris Sorella. Thank you, God. Thank you for letting them be part of my life. I just want to honor you today. Hallelujah. So we've been talking and praying about uh, is your oil flowing? God's just been showing us a mighty revelation since Sunday night when the word of the Lord came forth and I stood up and I said that we can't expect people to give us their oil unless we have oil flowing out of us. So pastors, preachers, teachers, praisers, Sunday school teachers, prayer warriors, we can't expect people to serve and to give to us if there's not oil flowing out of those pulpits, if there's not oil flowing out of those classes. A lot of times we just want people to serve our vision and we come in and we don't have anything to give to the people. And so we've been praying about that, that there'll be consistency, that there'll be a consistent flow. As my spiritual father says, Dr. Marcella, there should be a cycle of giving and receiving into our, in our lives. We are supposed to be those in time uh, that the, the wealth of the wicked is transferred into us. So we not only ask people to give, but we have something to give them. And it's not always money. It's time. It's energy. It's uh, it's uh, cleaning the church. It's witnessing. It's outreach. And we're really on outreach right now because we know that if we don't pour out what God has given us, then we're going to do without. We're not. The oil is not going to keep going. We just read it in Second Kings four, and we'll go over it again right now. And how she had to go out and get those empty vessels, and she had to keep pouring, or the oil was going to be stayed. And when it came to the time where there was no more, no more vessels, then there was no more oil. Hallelujah. So God, we just want to look at it today. Second Kings chapter four verse one. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor has come to take to him my two sons to be bondmen. Now this lady didn't have a husband anymore. We were just talking in the prayer that I seen my my mother, my natural mother, come from a cotton field all the way to owning 180 acres of land and and giving God to the, the Jews, giving anything that he wanted to give, and planting $25,000, $50,000 seeds to the, to the man of God to take to Israel, to take to Asia, to take to Philippines. To, I saw her stand up and give 25000 from the ministry, and she had like 70 
people in her church. And, and I just want to honor her for that because she truly showed me how to receive was to keep pouring out. The Bible says in Amos chapter 9, he says, the reaper overtakes the sower. And so we want to find ourselves in that field, not only planting, not only plowing and planting, but running into ourselves, as Pastor Casey said, that we, that the reaper overtakes the sower, that we're getting a harvest before we can even plant our next seed. Before our seed's in the ground, I'm already getting another harvest. And God, I thank you that that can be all of us because truly you brought us out of Egypt. You brought us out of bondage. You brought us out of these churches that had had no life, God, and into a place of flowing with milk and honey. God, I thank you that you said you give us the oil of gladness, Lord. I thank you that you said you're going to give me fresh oil. I thank you that I don't have to eat the old man of God, that, that I'm getting the fruit of the land. Thank you, Jesus, that we don't stay in the wilderness, but we get into the promised land and we eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I speak this for each one that's on this line. I thank you that their life is coming out of of having nothing, having no oil, like this lady, that she had to go borrow empty vessels. She didn't even have any vessels. But let's see what did the prophet say to her when she was asking for something and telling her need. This is what he said in, in verse 2. And Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me. She, he said, what have you in your house? He didn't say, oh, poor thing. Oh, uh, you know, he didn't enable her. He said, what have you in your house? Because he understood that if she didn't pour, then she wasn't going to keep receiving. If he just helped her one time, then she she wasn't going to keep receiving from God. And she said, your handmaid has not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, go borrow your vessels abroad of all your neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. So maybe you're having a bar from the bank or bar from somebody today, but we're going to show how you can come out of that borrowing place into a place where the oil is flowing, into the cycle of giving and receiving. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you that these prayer partners, God, that they not only give, but they receive. God, I thank you for the ones that don't receive well because of pride. I thank you that every while of pride will break out of their life so they can have food and they can have their barns full and their vats full, God. Thank you, Jesus. And when you are coming in, you shall shut the door upon you and upon your sons and shall pour out, somebody say, pour out into all those vessels. And you shall set aside that which is full. Pour out. Have you ever felt like you don't have anything else to give because you're pouring into so many vessels? Maybe you're the one that everyone comes to to get your oil. Well, he says, pour out into all those vessels. So she went from him and shut the door. But see, the key is she kept going and shutting the door. She kept going and getting to the presence of God. She kept going and getting into that secret place so she would have something else to pour. Hallelujah. She shut the door and and, uh, upon her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. Somebody say pour out. Hallelujah. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said to her, there's not a vessel more, and the oil stayed. So we see that when she didn't pour any more, that the oil stayed. Amen. So somebody say, I got to pour if I want the oil to keep keep flowing into my life. And so we look at Genesis chapter 28, verse 1. We'll show someone else that poured oil. Thank you, Jesus. And so when we get in the place where we don't have any oil, we can look at Jacob's life and see what he did. Genesis 28, verse 1. I'm getting there. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to say these words and we're going to pray. Genesis 28, 1. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, he gave him a commandment what to do. And he told him to go down to Bethel. And in verse 3, God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you that you may be a multitude of people and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and to your seed with you, that you may inherit the land wherein you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. So we see here that Isaac blessed Jacob. Some of you have a word from God. Someone's spoken into your life. 
that you're going to be a giver in these last days, that you're going to be a provider for the prophets, that you're going to sustain the men and women of God. And you and you keep wondering why that hadn't happened yet. So maybe reading in this story, we could see something in our life that we need to, we just need to see, need a revelation on why is the oil not flowing. I have a word. People have spoken into me that I was going to own this and I was going to do that for the gospel. Verse 4, he says, the blessing of Abraham to you and your seed. So Jacob had a word not only for him, but for his seed. Hallelujah. But I want us to notice that the oil didn't flow for Jacob until he did something. The Bible says in verse 7 that Jacob even obeyed his father and his mother. So we see he was submissive. And so, and Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards him. He did what Isaac told him to do. And he lighted, let's look at verse 11. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. He, he was like Jesus. He didn't even have anywhere to lay his head. Amen. Maybe some of you don't know how you're going to pay your rent. And the Bible says that he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land whereon you lie, to you will I give it and to your seed. We see again the promises of God. But how is Jacob going to get this oil to flow? How is he going to get these promises to be activated in his life. It's one thing to get a promise from God, and it's another thing to let it come into reality. Amen? And we can either spend our life in the wilderness trying to figure out how to get them answered, how to get into Canaan, how to get in our promised land, or we can learn the principles and actually start doing it to receive the fruit of the land. Amen? says, your seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, to the south, and in you and in your seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Jacob keeps getting these promises that even his seed was going to be able to go and help the nations of the world, help the families of the world. Amen. And behold, I'm with you and will keep you in all places wherever you go and will bring you again into this land. For I will not leave you until I have done that which I have spoken to you. Praise God. So many of us have a lot of words, you know, that God has promised and those are so valuable to us and we really do believe that they're going to happen. A lot of people say, I believe, I believe, but they don't put the principles to work. You can't expect God to give you a million-dollar breakthrough when when you've given him a $5 seed. And I'm talking about if five is all you've got. But you can't. We have people that want God to, to do the breakthrough, and they don't even pay their tithes. We have people that don't understand why they're in debt, and they don't give God a seed. So we have to do the principles principles of God. We have to pay our bills on time. We have to do what we're supposed to do. And then God comes through for us. Let's see what Jacob did. He became a doer of the word. Amen. Because faith without works is dead being alone. So Jacob waked out of his sleep. Somebody said, I got to come out of sleep for one thing. I got to be like those. (laughs) Yeah. I got to come out of sleep. Got to be like one of them, those five virgins, you know, the ones that had their oil ready. And the other five went to sleep and slumbered, the Bible said. And they wanted the first five's oil. And they said, no, because we might not have enough for us. Why didn't the other ones have their own oil? Because the Bible says that the first five told them, said, go buy you some. So we see the other five had money. So maybe they gave up their prayer time for, for work, you know, overworking to get more money. But all I know is they went, and, and when they went to, to buy oil, Jesus came. Hallelujah. The bridegroom came. And he said in there, he said, I don't even know you. Because they didn't have any oil in their life. They didn't have any oil in their lamps. They wasn't spending... Oil comes from the presence of God. Oil comes from spending time with Him. You can have a gift and no oil flowing from that gift. You can sing. You can sing the raptors off. You can preach. You can prophesy. You can. The reason I know, because the Bible says they'll say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this in your name? Didn't we cast out devils, heal the sick, and raise the dead? 
He said, depart from me. I never knew you. I don't know you. Because we know him in that secret place. We know him when we shut the door and we get in there. And then we come out of that place and we pour our oil into something else. The Bible says she poured it into empty vessels. So she went and found some people that didn't have God. She quit pouring into the same people that never produced any oil back. She quit giving to people that lay up in the bed and don't come to church. She quit giving to people that say they don't need anything. They so full because they done got all my oil. I determined in my life, I'm going to give to the empty vessels. I'm going to give to the ones that don't hear the truth. I'm going to give and the ones that come get your oil and you don't see them for a month in church. Maybe they think they're too full. Maybe they think they got enough oil. Well, God's saying today that be careful who you pour your oil out to. Pour your oil out to those empty vessels or pour your oil out to those that are giving oil back in the name of Jesus. We can't expect people to give us oil when we're not pouring them oil out. God, I thank you, God, that we're going to use our oil wisely, that I don't just pour it out and use it up, and then I don't have any when it's time. I don't have any to give, God, when those really broken people need it. There's nothing left because I've been giving it to all the people that say they're so full. I've been giving it to all my friends, all the comfortable ones, all the ones that I'm not going to get persecuted when I tell them what God showed me. God, I ask that you bring conviction in our heart that we see, God, that there's plenty of empty vessels out in the field. You said pray for the Lord of the harvest, that he would raise up laborers, God, because that the the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. So what are the church doing? What is the church doing across the land? Are we pouring our oil to each other and never going find an empty vessel? God, help us today. Help us, Lord, to save some for the broken, save some for the lost, save some for the ones in need. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise for it, Lord. So Jacob waking out of that sleep, and he was afraid. He said, how dreadful is this place? This is no other place but the house of God. When When he found a place where there's some oil, when he's having dreams, he's like, oh, this is the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Jacob then found out how to have an open heaven. Because where the gate of heaven is, that means it's open. Hallelujah. Jacob rose up early in the morning and he took the stone that he had put for his pillows. And he set up for a pillar. And what did he do? The Bible says he poured oil upon the top of it. Jacob poured oil. Jacob laid out there on a rock. And he wanted to, he wanted to hear from God. And he poured oil in that place. And he said, this place is truly the house of the Lord. This is the house of God. And he said, I'm going to return here. When I get to them times in my life, I'm going to come back here where God met me. When you read on, it says that Jacob came back. There's several places in here where God told him, go back to that place. What place was he going to? He was going to that place where God was. He was going to that place. The Bible says he went back where God answered him when he was in his distress. When he was in his distress, he went back to where the oil was flowing. He went back to the house of God. He went back to Bethel. Glory to God. Some of you don't have any oil because you don't come eat. You don't go to church. You, You come in and out. But God said if you go back to the house of Bethel, if you'll go back and get into that place of worship, if you'll get back in that prayer closet, that he's going to pour oil on you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. And then let's look at uh, let's look at verse 21 and 22. So that I come again to my Father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God when I return to my Father's house. Somebody say, I got to get back in church. I got I to quit acting like I don't need any oil. I got to quit acting like I already got everything I need. In Revelation, God, he said, I got some some odd against y'all. You, you say you don't need anything. And because you don't need anything, then you're not going to get anything because you act like you don't need anything. Amen. Verse 22, it says, And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And all of all and of all that you shall give me, I will surely give the tenth to you. So we see um, that he gave back. He gave back not only in finances, he gave back in the private place, spending time with God. Hallelujah. We give you praise for it. Thank you, Jesus. 
And you can't get the oil by, by giving. You can't buy the oil. Remember Simon? He offered money for the oil in Acts 8, 18 through 21. And Peter said, your heart is not right. You cannot get the oil of God. He said, how do you how do you get people this Holy Ghost? He said, I want to pay for it. You can't you can't get it with the short end of the stick. You can't go on with your life and get this oil. This oil comes from spending time with him. I can't go cast out devil without the oil of God. Somebody say, Well, I'm anointed. Yes, you're anointed. The Bible says that he anointed uh that Samuel anointed David and Samuel anointed uh who was the other one he he anointed? Samuel let me see right here. Samuel uh, anointed David and Samuel anointed Solomon. Well, he put the anointing on their head. In the New Testament, the anointing comes to us through tearing, through the upper room, through the presence of God. And when Peter and them went out to cast out devils, it wasn't their talents that cast it out. There was no... There was no... Uh, when he said, is there any sick among you? Let them call the elders of the church. Let them lay hands on the sick, anointing them with oil so they'll recover. There's The anointing is not in that oil. The anointing is in the presence of God. The anointing was on Peter. The oil was a sign of the presence. The anointing was on Peter and John because they spent time with Jesus. That's where the oil flows from. Somebody say, I got to get some oil out today. If I want to keep receiving oil, I got to get some oil out. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise for it. Moses anointed Aaron, Exodus 29, 7. Samuel, um, I think I said it wrong, not Solomon, anointed Joshua. He anointed Joshua, 1 Samuel 10, 1, to take them into the promised land. It took some anointing for him to do that. That's the same vision on Freedom Ministries. The anointing is what teaches us how to get our prayers answered. The anointing, the presence of God. Without that flow, then there's nowhere to go. Hallelujah. We don't want to hear a good message. We don't want to hear we don't want to just hear that. We want the oil. I don't want my gift to be there with no oil. Did you know you can operate in it and there's no oil flowing? But we don't want that. We want the prophetic. We want the presence. We want the power. He told those 12 and he told those 70. He said, all power has been given unto me and I'm giving it to you. So you can go out and cast out devils and heal the sick and preach the gospel. The anointing had to flow from Jesus to them. And then they kept spending time with him. They kept going back into that place. They kept going back into that secret place to draw more oil. The Bible says don't don't pour your oil out too soon. Don't don't give it out too soon. And remember the lady that she she went and put oil on Jesus' feet and Simon got mad about it. He said that was costly. See the oil gonna cost you something. The oil yes, you're anointed. Yes, you're talented. But in order to break through that you want your finances healed, you want delivered, let's don't spend the rest of our life just saying words. Let's don't just tell people that this is this is already done. Let's show them how it's done. Let's show them that when they get into the presence of God, he said, I meet your needs in, according to my riches in glory. So he meets my needs according to his riches in glory, into the presence of God. That's where my needs are going to get met. Not just saying words. Power don't travel in words. It travels in relationship. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, help us to quit going here, there, and yonder and trying to get the oil from somebody else without paying the price. God, help us to see there's no shortcuts to the oil, that Peter and John couldn't cast them devils out with their own, without their own oil, that they couldn't rely on somebody else's. God, they had to rely on Jesus was anointed, Acts 10, 38. Jesus was anointed to cast out devils, heal the sick, and to have power. If Jesus had to be anointed, how much more do I have to be? If Jesus had to set himself aside to pray, how much more I got to? Praise you, Jesus. If Jesus had to seek him when things weren't going right at home, how much do I got to do it? When his mother said, where you at? And he's in that temple teaching at 12 years old. And then he had to go back and submit to his mother and father. And you don't hear nothing else out of it until he's grown because he had to submit. Because he's in the secret place and he had to obey God so he could have the oil 
to be able to finish the work that God called him to do. God, I thank you for the oil flowing through our lives. God, I thank you through the oil, God, that's flowing through our finances. God, I thank you for, I prophesy to these people, God, that this year they'll get this breakthrough, that they'll quit looking for everybody else to give them oil, and they'll seek you for their own oil, that they'll get into your presence like those five virgins did, those wise five virgins, God, that didn't go on with their life and go on and make money so so then they don't have anything when Jesus comes forward. And another thing, we be fussing about our time. I was thinking today, how much time do we think God requires out of us? Because I hear a lot, my time's valuable. My time is my time. Jesus said, take up your cross daily and follow me. And someone said in the prayer that that, that's just a lack of uh, not surrender. Because when we give God everything, we give him all of our time. And then he don't even require everything that much that we think he's requiring. But that's a spirit of rebellion. And really, we're giving our time to everything else, and we don't want to stand up to them, and we blame God, asking, saying he's asking us for too much. God has not asked me for too much when he died on that cross for me. And it's arrogant of me to act like I'm doing him a favor to give him some of my time. Do you know if you gave God three hours a day, you've given him tithes out of 24 hours and a little offering? God, I thank you for showing us and bringing conviction into our heart that we can quit saying that, God. We can look at, really, where's our time going? Really, we're putting it into other places that we don't have to do all that. But we don't want to stand against. We don't want to, we don't want any conflict in our marriages. We don't want any of that. So we act like you're the one that's requiring the most time out of us. God, I'm asking you to bring conviction into that area because when we say, God, what else do you want? You already said what you want. You want everything. You want my heart, God. You want it all. You said take up your cross daily and follow me. You said any man that loves his mother, father, sister, brother more than you, they're not worthy of the kingdom. God, I I know this is a little, little strong word, but I get sick of people acting like it's a chore to give God time. When he gave me eternity, you're giving me eternity, God. You're giving me time forever. You you give me time, God, every time I need you. You are there yeah. for me. Whether it's yeah. 12.01, 12.03, or 5 o'clock in the evening, you are open to, to be on time, God. I thank you, God. I give you every part of me. I, if you want it all, have it all. You want me to lay on my face five hours a day? Yes, God. What do you want? Because you come first. It's not programmed into me how much I'm going to get. Oh, I'm going to give you this much time today. I'll give you this much time. That's control. That's me deciding what I'm going to do for God. (laughs) That's me telling him what I'm going to do. That's putting myself above you, God. I submit to you. I give you all my time. And you tell me when it's okay to get up. You tell me when it's okay to go. You tell me when it's okay. God, I don't tell you what I'm going to do. You are my king. You are my master. You are my Lord. You are my Lord, God. You can have everything that I have. You can have it all, God. You can have it all. And it's a delight to give it to you because you said those that delight themselves in the Lord, that you'll give them the desires of their heart. God, I thank you that your plans for me are good. Their hope and future and an expected end, God. You don't have any. You said every good gift comes from the Father of light with no variance, neither shadow of turning. There's nothing bad in you. I don't have to fear you. I don't have to fear drawing close to you, God. I draw near, God, with holy boldness through the throne of grace in time of need. I draw near when I don't have any need, God. I give you all. I give you all, God. We surrender today. We thank you, God. We quit running scared of what you're going to require and ask of us, Lord. I I quit running scared of you, Jesus. I quit I quit holding back of my life, and I give it all, God. Hallelujah. You're not a hard taskmaster. You're a God of grace. Your grace is sufficient for me, and I'm able to do everything you ask of me, God. Forgive us of our arrogance. Forgive us of our high-mindedness. Forgive us of putting ourselves above you, Lord. You said every thought that to bring it captive to the obedience of Christ. 
Thank you, Jesus. I obey you, God. You said if I lose my life, I gain it. But if I hang on to it, I'm going to lose it. I cannot control my own life and call you Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And those that work, give them a balance, God. Show them, Lord, as long as they're putting you first, as long as they're not running, as long as they're saying, God, okay, I'm working nine to four today. What do you want from me, God? You want my lunch hour? He'd say, no, go get you a, go get you a hamburger. You want, you want my time after work? Okay, God. But don't say you're giving your time to God when you're taking kids here and there and yet that he's requiring too much from you. Look and, and see how much you're really giving your time to other things besides God. Because when you sow time, you're going to get time. Hallelujah. It's that oil flowing. Whatever you give to God, he's going to give back to you. Press down, shaking together, running over, shall men give it back to you. God, I thank you today. I give you praise. Nothing's too hard. Nothing is too difficult difficult for me, God, because of you. Nothing is too difficult for the Lord. Nothing is too hard. In fact, your word said I run hard after you, God. Put a passion in us, a desire to give you everything. Put a, Don't let us say what else do you want when you said you want it all. You already said, what do you, you, already said you want it all of me, God. You said that you wanted all of me. You sent me here for a purpose. You sent us here out of heaven for a purpose, for a divine purpose. I'm not here for myself, God. And that thing that makes us think we don't have enough for our family, God, you wouldn't send us here with a task when you know we're going to have this many children and require too much from us. Take that fear of what they've seen from their parents or what they've seen from someone else, God. Take that fear out of them, God, that you said you won't put more on us than we can handle. I just give you praise today. I know this is a um, this is a strong word, but God is saying that if we will trust him, that he'll never make us ashamed. If we'll pour out, then our oil will never run dry. Our oil with our family, our oil with our money, our oil with our health. You said in Isaiah chapter 58, some people fast out of strife and debate, but you said the fast that you've chosen is to break the burdens, to undo heavy burdens, God, break the bonds of wickedness, God. And you also said that it will help our health to spring forth speedily. God, fasting is nothing but spending time with you. It's nothing but giving you my oil, God. I just thank you. It's a delight. It's an honor to spend time with you. God, I thank you that we see if we want the oil, if we want gladness, if we want victory, then we need to sow oil, God. You said you give us oil in the wine. Remember the Samaritan, the good Samaritan, the priest and the Levite walked right by. That man was left naked and wounded, and the priest and the Levite was too busy. They didn't want to, They probably didn't have no oil because they stayed too busy. They didn't spend time with God. But the good Samaritan walks up and he says, he said he poured on the oil and the wine, and then he said, if he has any other thing he needs, then I want to pay for it. Hallelujah. Because when you give out oil, you never run dry. God, I thank you for showing us. Thank you, Jesus, that I never run dry, God. Hallelujah. If I thirst, then I come to you, God, and you give it back to me, Jesus. You said no man's going to stay thirsty. When they drink from you, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you Thank praise. You, <laughs> Thank Hallelujah. you for showing us, God. Hallelujah! What's the oil for? Acts one and eight. He said, "I give you power. I give you." Uh, he gives us power to be a witness in, in uh, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. He said, "The Holy Ghost has come on you, and you're gonna have power." Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what the oil is for. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. You said in Mark 16, 17, that signs is going to follow those, God. Thank you, Jesus. The signs will follow us, God. When we we drink from you, God, when your oil, when we seek you, God, your oil comes upon us. Show us how to have the victory. Show us how to have the power. I got to get my own oil. I got to get my own oil. I can't keep getting somebody else's oil and think that I'm going to have the power by continually just taking, God. 
I got to give out in the name of Jesus. You say, I don't know how to pray. Just sit before God. Just stay till his presence comes on you. Get you some music. Just tell him who he is. Open the book of Psalms. Tell God who he is to you. He said, I inhabit the praises of my people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, we're trying to show how to get oil today. That oil is flowing. The oil of the Holy Ghost is flowing. Receive him into your life today. God, thank you for the oil. Thank you for the oil of gladness. Thank you for the wine and the oil, God. Thank you that I have enough for me and enough for somebody else. Thank you that I'm so full of oil that I have to pour it out, God. Thank you that it's overflowing out of my life. Thank you, God, that I'm going to explode if I don't pour it out, God. Put us so full of your word that we have to say something. We have to preach, God. We have to prophesy. We have to say, uh, God, we have to say what you're putting into us, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that there's fire shut up in our bones. That we say we don't want to sing no more. We say we don't want to pray for people no more. We say we don't want to preach anymore. And then we cannot not do it because there's fire shut up in our bones. Because that oil of gladness rises up on the inside of us. I got to do it, God. I got to do it, God. I got to preach. I got to pray. I got to prophesy. Because I can't hold all this oil myself, God. Hey. I can't hold it in no more, God. I got to tell it. I got to tell it. I got to sing it. I got to pray it. Some people want the oil without ever doing any warfare. Hey, Tada, and they wonder why they live in defeat. Because they don't rise up and tell the devil to get off of them. Y'all talking about Sekete. You said you gave us power over all power. And nothing shall by any means hurt me. I don't live in defeat. I don't live in misery. I don't live in that place, God. Because I tell that thing to come off of me. Because I have the power and the oil of God flowing. God, I thank you unstopping our wells. Unstopping our wells, God. Giving us the well of gladness, the well of breakfast. Get that unforgiveness out of your people, God. Yeah, 
We break you off. I break you off, Pastor Demetrius Church. I break you off, Church in Asia. I break you off of Haiti. God, those churches that really want to go forward. Those churches, God, where poverty tries to grip them. I command you to bow to the name of Jesus. Bow to the oil of gladness. Bow to the oil. Bow to the anointing. Bow to the presence of God. And I command a flow of finances to come in. To Pastor Demetrius, a flow of finances to come in. To my friend in Haiti, a flow of finances to come in. To Dr. Quincy, a flow. A flow for Minister Powell, God, to go forward in what you called her to do, God. A flow in each one of these vessels, God, because they pour out. Because they pour out. Their oil is never saved. We pray oil into our president. We pour oil into Paula White and she ministers to him. God, we quit running from spiritual warfare. We run to the battle like David did. David ran towards that giant. He said, who is this Philistine that thinks he can come against the Lord, my God? <laughs> who is he? Hey. Hey, he charged it. Let me tell you, the enemy's there and you run from him, he ain't never leaving. You got to let him know who you are in God. You got to let him know that you are in Christ. You got to let him know that you have power over him. The price is paid.
God, I thank you for changing our mindset today to be a poor. I'm going to be that poor, God. Even at supper, I'm going to pour some tea for that man you gave me. I'm going to pour him something in that glass. I'm going to be a poor of the oil. Hallelujah. Thank you for releasing that in me. God, put it in us that we can't give enough. God, I got to find another vessel because all these are full. So, God, I got to have another one. We just can't give enough, God, that I'm looking for a way to give, to pour this oil out every day, Jesus. That's when I get in the cycle of giving and receiving. That's when I get in it, when I'm consistent in my oil pouring, when I'm a giver all the time of my money and, and, and my life. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about in every area. I'm a giver. I'm a poor, poor. I'm saying that for we say it over ourselves. I am a pourer of the oil, and that's why my oil is never dry. Hallelujah. That's why I'm never dry. That's why that river's flowing all the time out of Monica, because she's a giver. That's why nothing's stopping up her well anymore because she knows how to get it out because she starts pouring. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to you wanna get some excitement? You want to get some passion? Go on street ministry. You want to you get some life back in you? Go pour something out in an empty vessel. Hey, because when you keep reading that story in Second Kings chapter 4, she poured out till there wasn't nothing else to pour, and it stayed. And then she took that and got out of debt. Hallelujah. Hey, the reaper overtook the sower right there. The reaper overtook it because she gave till there wasn't nothing else, no other vessel. She couldn't find no other vessel. He said, go sell this oil and get out of debt. Hallelujah. Somebody say the reaper's going to overtake the sower. In these last days, I'm going to pour out so much oil that I'm going to be overflowing with oil. Do you know if you pour out oil, you won't never be flaky. Hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor, I Somebody. heard overflow. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I heard overflow, overflow, overflow okay. anointing. Overflow. overflow. Overflow anointing. Yes. Thank you. Just pray it for us, Monica. Yes, God. Thank you for the overflow anointing coming on your people, God. We thank you that we operate in the overflow anointing, God. That you release that into our lives even now, Father God. The overflow anointing. That we're pours of the oil, God. And that we overflow with your anointing, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for pouring out your oil over our lives today, God. That we can overflow tonight, God. We can overflow from this moment forward. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the overflow anointing, God. Thank you for the overflow anointing. Thank you, Jesus, for the overflow anointing, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank yes. you, Jesus. Receive it, God. Amen. I receive the overflow. Thank you, Jesus. Deuteronomy 28, one says that, that if I obey him and that he'll that these these blessings are going to overtake me. They're going to overtake me. But it's not just getting the promise. Remember Jacob? He had those promises from God. He had those promises from Isaac. But he had yeah. to pour some oil out before they started flowing into his life. He had to give something. He put oil on that rock. And mm-hmm. he said, I'm going to keep coming back to this altar. I'm going to keep coming back to this place where God right, helped God. me. In my distress. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Mark 16, 6, uh, 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any daily thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And how do they do that? Because the oil is being poured out. Amen. Thank you, yeah. Jesus, because Thank the oil you. is being poured out. We yes. give you praise for it, Lord. Thank Hallelujah. you, Jesus. We Thank give you, you praise. Hallelujah. We give you praise Hallelujah. for it, God. 
Monica, do you mind muting it? I think we're kind of running into each other. Thank you. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you for the oil, God. Thank you that I see a secret of success, and that is to get into that place where your presence comes upon me and your oil abides in me, and then I pour it out. Then I get back into that place and let you pour me some oil. Pour me some oil. More and more, God. Thank you, Jesus. I don't only want the anointing on me. I want him in me. I want him to flow through me. God, I thank you for these people. I thank you for these precious people, God. Your servants, we just give you praise. I thank you that you come upon them this week, God, in their quiet time, in their time with you in their church services, and let the oil flow. Let it be, Maybe some of them never let you flow before. They just received revelation and heard things from preachers and that they never gave out because of insecurity and fear. But God, I'm asking you to give them a holy boldness today, that a boldness comes on them to witness, a boldness comes on them to testify, a boldness comes on them to pour their oil out. And then they'll have a continual supply. I just give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank y'all for being with me. And But God, we thank you. We thank you for your presence, Lord. And I'm going to ask Sister Julie to close us out. And we'll, we'll uh, be back on Tuesday at 5. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless. Amen. Father, we thank you for this day. I thank you for this prayer line. I thank you, Father, for every life that's being touched right now. In Jesus' name, I thank you for doing a work in us. I thank you for teaching us and giving us a revelation of your oil that we can't do it in ourselves, that if we just give ourselves, that's all we'll have. I thank you, Father, for doing a work in us, God, for changing our perception yet the more. I thank you, and I pray that you go with each one of us. I plead the blood over every listener on this line right now, the blood of Jesus, because it can't go past the blood. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray that you bless Pastor Angie, bless her family, her home, and her life yet the more. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. God bless everybody. May the oil just abide with y'all. Amen. Amen. Amen.